0: you're listening to the bookkeepers podcast with the 6fb the weekly podcast for bookkeepers every week we'll be talking about what's new in the bookkeeping
1: world and here are your hosts and founders of the six-figure bookkeeper joe wood and zoe whitman hi and welcome to the bookkeepers podcast i'm zoe whitman i'm in south wales and i'm joined by joe Wood and ken hi joe how are you Hi, Zoe. Yeah, I'm good. I'm
0: good. Getting really excited for Christmas now. Looking forward to the kids breaking up very soon. No more school runs for a couple of weeks. It'll be amazing. But i um, also really excited for our Bookkeepers
1: camp coming up as well. We've been doing lots of, lots of prep for that today, haven't we? Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. If you don't know about that, from the 3rd to the 7th of January, we're going to be going live couple of times a day we've got some amazing guests coming on to help you get really motivated for 2022 and you can find out about that at sixfigurebookkeeper.com slash bootcamp. I can't wait we're going to announce our lineup this week as well so loads to do before we break up and it's definitely super exciting in our house as well with two little ones getting excited about Santa coming <laughs> to visit Um, We're really excited to be joined today by Abigail Barnes. Abigail is the founder of Success by Design Training. She's an award-winning entrepreneur, author, speaker, and corporate trainer on time management and productive well-being. And this is going to be such a timely conversation, I think, with everybody Mm -hmm. thinking about going into Christmas and hoping to have some time off for the holidays, but also keeping momentum, keeping building their businesses and also making sure clients are looked after. thank you so much for joining us today how how are you doing
2: I am so well I'm joining you from London thank you so much for having me I'm really excited because time is the thing that keeps it all rolling keeps it all going so for, for your audience like this session now is just going to be a game changer no pressure
1: <laughs> oh, I love a game changer we need this right now I That's think everyone great. like the sort of word in our group of the general feeling I don't know what whether you're picking this up Joe, as well is that it's just quite overwhelming this time of year like we've got client work to do we're going into our busiest season we've got Christmas to sort out I saw somebody Kaylee posted today about you know happy festive like greetings to people, apart from the people who've already finished their Christmas shopping. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that, you know, like keeping that going. And obviously, we're working with people through a programme who really want to grow their businesses. And you feel like you've got like lots of big projects going on, but also the day to day and then this extra pressure of winter holidays. How can you, I suppose that's the first question, like, how do you keep going when you're feeling overwhelmed?
2: Yeah. Well, this is like the million dollar question. So, um, and it's, it's, it's one where we have to sort of break it down into pieces because if I just say, do this, it's like I'm giving you a plaster and then you're going to come back for more plasters. So overwhelmed is the consequence of the way that you've been doing things. So in order to change it, you've really got to go back, stop, but maybe not think of it as stop, think of it as pause and look back at what you're doing and what you're juggling and how you're spending your time um, and what um, things and activities you're doing that have led you to get to this place of overwhelm. Because as I said, if you don't, then you're going to be here again and here again and here again. And I'm sure like, if we're all honest, you know, we are overwhelmed once a day at least. And it's kind of like, what is driving that this happens because my whole mission is that you don't feel like this anymore and you don't need to feel like this anymore there are plenty of people out there who don't and if it's possible for them it's possible for you so i wrote a book time management for entrepreneurs um, and it's a super short book it's 88 pages it's short for a reason it's chatty for a reason and it's a five-step process and step one is audit your time because if you're feeling a certain way and if you don't have enough time and if you don't know what you're doing with your time, then where the heck is it going?
0: Uh-huh.
2: And so when you audit your time and you stop, then that's when you can kind of go, oh, OK, so I'm helping out these neighbours. I'm doing all this stuff for these people, for this for, for stuff for school. I mean, I was speaking to my best friend at the weekend and there's so much involved with the school and the WhatsApp groups and the presence for the teachers and all of this stuff. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> so. Yeah audit your time, work out, like, have you become the willing donkey in that group? Have you become the person who everybody asks? Because people always ask busy people. And Mm -hmm. people always ask busy people because busy people always get it done. But if you are overwhelmed because you're the busy person that always gets it done, you've got to recognise that you are making a rod for your own back, if you like. So um, that's a kind of long-winded answer to take a pause, work out where it's all going, and then yeah. make a plan for going forward. Otherwise, you're gonna be back here again and again and again, and nobody wants to keep feeling like no. constantly like you're just fighting a million fires.
0: Oh my goodness, I've been that person. I w- I've always, oh, you do bookkeeping, so you can be the treasurer for everything. <laughs> oh, when uh, like, you know, you do number, even when it gets to the end of a meal, oh, you're the one that can work out the bill. And because I'm a natural people pleaser, I do end up saying yes, but sometimes I declare, and that's something I think is quite important, is recognising where you're giving up your time all the time and making a decision not to. And something that lots of our community will be experiencing right now and something that happens all over the accountancy world is the dreaded 31st, well, in the UK, twenty thirty first of January deadline for tax returns and for you and what happens is we are kind of taught by our mentors and the companies that we working um that that's just something we have to put up with okay it's always going to be that way and I remember a firm that I used to work with tried to make it fun and they put 150 balloons on the ceiling and every time that we did a tax return you could pop a balloon and I mean everyone was crying and a mess Mm. and eating pizza at night and it was just, it was really, it was horrible. I made a decision when I set up this practice that January, I would not have to deal with one tax return. They were all going to be done beforehand because the pressure and the stress, but, and now I have created that. We we are done. We we might have a couple left to do this month, but we, we are not going to be dealing with that in January. So sometimes it's recognizing the things that you've kind of just assume or just take as for granted that you have to be miserable for. And then, and but like you say, that audit, like what areas in your life make you stressed? What areas in your life have you said yes when you didn't have to? Learning the word no sometimes, definitely. And I'm sure so many of the bookkeepers and accounts in our group are a treasurer for something or other that they've been volunteered for. And they're the kind of things that actually, you don't have to do it. And maybe you really, I really wanted to give up some of my time for the PTA because I had three kids at the school at one time, and I thought, no, I really do, and I enjoyed it. But then I made sure I was like, I'm going to do two years, and then I'm going to stop because I saw the women that had done it for ten years, and they look really haggard <laughs> and stressed <laughs> out. <laughs> so, no, I really love that idea. Why, you know, and we love, you know, in our industry, we love an audit. So, why don't we take a life or a time audit? How would you, how would you sit down and actually go through that process? What would, what would it like really entail?
2: So, there's two ways that you could do it. There's two ways that you could do all of this stuff. So, one is take out a piece of paper and write down from the minute you wake up in the morning to the minute you go to bed. And I would advise that you maybe um, track it every 30 minutes. Um, some people have been saying to me, I've been doing it every 15 minutes. There's someone else I know who does it every minute. Um, you know, lawyers do it every five minutes um but every 30 minutes and just sort of start blocking out i did this between this and this i did this between this and this so you can do it on a piece of paper the other ways you can do it in in a in a spreadsheet excel whatever um spreadsheet that you actually have but you just track it so in the book i recommend that people do it for seven days um with the book there's a bonus training that sort of talks you through it and it actually has um the the printout so you can print it out and do it for yourself uh, because nothing in your life is going to change unless you do it so common sense isn't common practice like when I talk to people about time management they're like yeah 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 yeah, yeah I know that I'm like hang <laughs> on a minute you told me you were stressed but you know that so why aren't you doing it and we don't do it because of our beliefs because of our limitations because of the subconscious programming because of the guilt because of the yada 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 so that's where The work actually is because the how to turn it around how to change it so so simple
1: Mm -hmm. oh my goodness yes Uh, absolutely like actually a lot of what you learn when you think about personal development business development a lot of it you've heard or you've read it somewhere or you've seen someone talking about it um but whether you're actually putting it into place is a whole other matter how like what do we do then because this is like a hardwired habit or resistance that's coming from something, what do you think it is that's stopping us from actually taking control of getting our time back?
2: Yeah, okay, so like how we've been raised, our society, our caregivers, our parents, our teachers, our religion, you know, everything around us has gone into our sort of subconscious brain and we have made that our reality. So my reality is different to your reality different to i don't know oprah winfrey's reality it's different to whoever you admire's reality but we all have the same 24 hours so if you want your life to change you have to understand that the beliefs are driving your bus so the work to do is to identify what those limiting beliefs are so there's eight that i talk about in one of the trainings i do um, and one of the biggest ones is like. Um, my time is less valuable than other people's. So my client's time is more Mm. valuable than mine. So I am their servant and I am here to give them back more time, Mm. which is kind of true, but it's kind of not true. Like you are an asset that can help them take control. So in essence, they need you. Mm -hmm. So when you start to flick a switch in your head and you recognize and elevate your own thoughts about your own time and your own 24 hours, if you're doing one thing with one person, you're not doing something with another person. So then the ultimate is identify what you want. What kind of life do you want to be living? How do you want to feel in that life? And what do you believe is possible? And what do you believe you are allowed to achieve? So one of the big things that came up with a mentor I've been working with recently this year is that we were talking about like what is possible for other people. So they've achieved this, they've achieved that, they've done this, they've done that. And then I said, but I can't. Um. And she turned around and she said, what makes you think you are the exception to the rule? And I was like, what? (laughs) Say that again? Because we're so used to hearing it the opposite way. What makes you think you're the exception to the rule that you can have it? She's Mm. like, what makes you think you're the exception to the rule that you can't have it when you are around all these people who are having it? Bottom line, it's your beliefs about whether you feel worthy. So for me, time management is a conversation about self-worth. Abundance Mm. is a conversation about self-worth. Life is a conversation about self-worth. If you keep making other people more important than you, then you are always going to be the underdog, if you like. Um, and maybe that's motivating, but it's quite a low vibration to motivate yourself from. It's better mm-hmm. to motivate yourself from a vibration of, like, joy, possibility, opportunity, inspiration. I wonder what would happen if I... Mm-hmm. And we only get one go at this merry-go-round. There's a, it's a one-way ticket. Wow. I,
0: I And I think... I mean, I love that what you said. I, I, one of my favourite quotes is like, we all have the same amount of hours in the day as Beyonce. And I and I, I like draw on that quite a lot because I just think, wow, she she achieves quite a lot and she's got twins and, you know, and she dances and looks amazing. And yeah, it's the truth. You can't argue with that. We all have the same amount of hours. We might have different, you know, different networks and things. And that's, an, I suppose, another thing. And I love that you think about time management and linking that back to self-worth. And maybe this this is why it's so important that we take note of... The people that we are hanging around with really frequently, because of what you said there about being the exception to the rule. When you hang around successful people that are doing much more with their time, you can start to think, well, they they have a cup of tea and they go to the loo and they do all that. And you start seeing them as real people just like you, and you can see more of the more of the things that you have in common with them. So then you start to think, well, why can't I have it? But if you're the 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 most successful person in the room and you're hanging out with people that are you can't inspire you then you must think you're the exception to the rule so i think it's quite important who we hang around with to help us with our and i mean zoe have you know definitely been on a bit of a mission with that because we are trying to you know we want to elevate our community and help them have more opportunities so we've had to def- like definitely push ourselves out of our comfort zones and say oh can we speak here and would you like to come on our podcast and all of these things that maybe we would have been really nervous before but actually I hadn't thought of it of how it can help your self-worth and your belief in your abilities with that that's just yeah and how that goes and productivity and time management I've never thought of it anything to do with self-worth my mind's blown
2: yeah (laughs) I love that your mind is blown um so My job is really to help people to reframe their thoughts about time and to change their relationship with it. Um, And as you say, like, Beyonce has the life that she has. So one of the things that comes up when I do trainings and talks is um, we all have the same 24 hours. And people are like, yeah, but they've got an assistant, they've got this, they've got that, they've got the other. So I say, well, if, if you really want to hang on to that belief that it's possible for them but it's not possible for you go and do some research go and find out where they came from because I guarantee you 99.9% of them didn't start with anything Mm -hmm. and so they're where they are now so it's proof so we're always looking for proof of what's possible but we're trained in essence to look for proof of like why it's never going to work for us but so it's about reframing so yeah your community of course is going to elevate people it's going to elevate their their thinking and their speaking and it starts from you because you can't lead if you don't practice what you preach nobody is going to follow somebody that stands there and says you know exercise, eat well, spend your time, and then they see you not exercising and not eating well. Or not. And so it's, and it's very, very difficult when you first start in business because you are all things to all people and doing everything. So um, this is where we end up teaching something called the traffic light system or the traffic light formula, which is about helping you to prioritize your to-do list every day and recognizing that not every single activity needs to be done every single day at that time it's it's on your to-do list but it's what activity will move the needle will make you money will lead to a new client those are the green activities that you need to be doing the relationship building the you know moving towards that those are the amber activities that are kind of nice to do the admin the organizing the back end the operations the systems those are the red activities they need to be done but the question is do they necessarily need to be done by you and if they do need to be done by you right now are you documenting so that when you're in a position to hand them over to someone else you know what you're handing over because you can't delegate by just um standing back and saying okay here you go Mm -hmm. you have to still be in control so when we get to the place of freelancers outsourcers and employing people we have to actually still also um, be involved in it otherwise we're just abdicating which is never going to get you the results that you want
1: oh I love that and um it just takes me on to a question to you we're talking about starting up and those projects to systemize which are really important and we talk to bookkeepers about this all the time um, as the way because it's about like removing the need for you to be doing everything in the business so you can bring other people in so that you can then help them to systemize what they do so you can be more effective as a team and um, it got me thinking about the projects that we have when we start up because a lot of people join us who are and they're still maybe doing their exams so some people, some people have been going for a long time. Other people are getting their practice license at the moment, like Kath in our group. She has taken all of her ICB exams, so all three levels so she can apply for a practice license. In three months, Kath's done this. Wow. And I think it's about Kath's determination and focus on getting to that goal and being able to apply for that license before Christmas that's got her there. But I also know that Kath has clients and she probably has a huge to-do list and she's got kids as well. What do you do if, you, um, if you've if you got like a big project you need to work through with kind of yeah red light stuff but you know that if you can find the time to sort that out that's going to take that off your to-do list forever more but you've also got to juggle the like the day-to-day stuff how do you fit in those kind of projects um Mm -hmm. do you do a bit of it every day or do you like set some time aside I'm just thinking about your like traffic light system yeah well to put that in
2: there's no perfect answer to anything first of all you have to understand that at the beginning you don't know what you don't know so you're going to make mistakes. I don't tend to call them mistakes. I call them feedback. They're not failure. They're just lessons like you didn't know. So mm-hmm. the best analogy is swimming. Um, so in order to get going, you need to get in the water. But you don't know how to swim. You don't know how deep the water is. You don't know if it's cold. You don't know if you might drown. You don't know if you want to get in. You don't know all the people who are in there. You don't know what's under the water, yada, yada, yada. But you either get in or, get, or, or you don't. And so when it comes to starting up and and doing all of these different activities, you've got to go through it. You've got to give yourself grace. You've got to kind of say, "Okay, well, this area could be tightened up. That area could be tightened up. This took longer because I didn't know at the beginning. Um, This took longer because I don't have a system or a process. How do I get a system or a process? So you can't ask questions like how do I do the next step until you've taken the first step? So it's almost like you have to allow yourself, and one of the sentences I like to use, I mean, I I just use really simple things that that motivate me, is always to remember progress over perfection. So it is better that you make progress and you take a step than it is that you are trying to be perfect in everything, because perfect doesn't exist, nobody knows what is perfect, um, and just getting going and doing the things but the fact that she's a member of your group means that she has a place where she can come and ask questions and this is why it's so so important to find people to invest in yourself to to learn the things that you don't know and you don't know what you don't know at the beginning so people might be saying well why should i join your group why should i join this challenge how is this going to help me because because i i don't have a problem yet so for me talking about time management sometimes people don't buy the book cuz they're like well I I don't need it yet. But you don't necessarily want to buy something when you're overwhelmed and you're stressed because then you're not going to be able to read it. It's like buying plasters for a cut that you don't actually have yet. But in this entrepreneurial world, like we are operating in a different place where we have to learn from others until we learn it for ourselves. So it's important to surround yourselves with other people who are swimming in the water and doing it. and You kind of swim how they swim until you learn how to swim for yourself.
0: Oh, that's, that's amazing. That's amazing. So, okay, so I'm thinking I've been, uh, my, my practice is fully systemized. Um, I don't actually have to do loads of the work anymore. Um, I've, I've had many, what did you call them, feedback sessions over the 20 years in business. I like that. I'm going to start changing the words because I say I failed multiple times, but I have had much, much feedback and I've learned from it. But I still get to a point now and again where um, I'll have, like you say, we all have those moments of feeling, oh, my goodness, I feel so overwhelmed right this second. And I don't know. I had one of those bitches. I had three meetings in the afternoon that I had to attend, and I ended up having to take one of my children to A&E. And in that moment, I'm like, oh, I think actually, to be honest, I was very much like, I know what I need to do. I need to take it to A&E. The rest will get sorted. It's When it's, you know, when it's that serious, I think you can make a to-do list very quickly. But when you're just, but last week I had a moment where I felt, oh my goodness, I feel really overwhelmed right now. Really overwhelmed right now. Lots of the things are sorted. But how, in that, in that moment when you're, you don't really think as straight as you could, or you usually would, because you're very emotional. How do you, how do you kind of get yourself into a recheck and like so that you can get through the day without hitting a glass of wine or, or just like walking out the door? What's, what's a good thing to do in that real, like that moment?
2: I love this question. Okay. So first of all, when emotion is high, intelligence is lowered because we're in a different part of our brain. I'm not a neuroscientist. So I'm not going to go into it, but we're in a different part of our brain um, and we're in the fight or flight. So we're not thinking properly. Basically we're thinking fight or flight we're not thinking in that rest and digest phase where we're sort of like oh okay this is what I'm going to do next so that's the first thing to recognize you are in this emotional place so when you're in this emotional place you're not going to make the best decision so walk away walk away for a minute or two minutes walk around a room walk around your desk go and make a cup of tea you don't need to make a decision straight away unless it's a life or death situation, in which case then make a decision (laughs) straight away. Um, So that's the first thing. The second thing I want to say is, if you've done personal development and your audience has done personal development, they will have seen this comfort zone thing where we live in our comfort zone. The next um, circle out is the stretch zone. Then the next circle out is the panic zone. Now, we want to be living in the stretch zone, because if we're living in the stretch zone, the panic zone's a step away. If we're living in our comfort zone and we get triggered by something, then we are are skipping the stretch zone and we're going to the panic zone. So we're literally going from comfort to panic. But if we're in stretch where we're already sort of at the edge of our comfort zone and um, we're feeling like we're, we're doing new things all the time, then when something comes along, we're just kind of like, okay, how do I handle this? Um, And recognising that if we're not living in our stretch zone, we are in the comfort zone and life is just the same, same, same over and over and over. So I guess what I'm trying to say is we don't want to get to a place where we don't really feel overwhelmed at any point in time, because that's an emotion. And despite what we were taught when we were younger, emotions are not weakness. Emotions are an indicator, an indicator that, that we're growing, that we're evolving, that we're at the edge of the stretch zone, hitting the panic zone. And that's cool. So for an example, I guess, like, you guys have done more public speaking this year. Now that is hitting the panic zone because that is like, what is going to happen? We've got questions to ask them. What if they don't ask the questions? What if the time overruns? Is this outfit right? Should I have gone to the bathroom? What if somebody needs me? Have I, oh gosh, I forgot to send that email? And all these things start going through your head because you're going, going, going out and out and out. And then you do it. And then next time you're like, okay, I've just got a, you know, Q&A, a a panel, like I've done it before, I can do it again. So some of it's learnt behaviour and like what you're doing now with your podcast streaming live and then turning it into a podcast, the first time you did it, it was like, whoa, so many things, so many things, so many people, questions, things to keep going, chat box, lighting, everything. And so it's about recognising that we don't ever want to stop the overwhelm, but we want to change the narrative in our head. I've done it before, I can do it again. I've done something similar. I can. So I said this to my sister the other day, and it wasn't meant to sound arrogant, but this is the place I've got to with myself from, you know, 2021 has like really broken me and you know I'm sure it has many people sort of mental health wise to like clear your cupboards and look at everything and rebuild like who am I and what am I doing and what was I using to sedate myself from living and yada 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 and I said look here's an analogy if the plane went down you'd want me on the island (laughs) She was like, what do you mean? I said, I don't know. I was just thinking about this. Putting your oxygen mask on first, looking after yourself and not being so busy going around the plane with the people, because if that plane gets goes down, they're going to need you, me on that island. And so that's when the, flip, the switch has flicked in my head. And I'm like, yeah, this is what I bring to anything to the party, to yada, yada, yada. So it's about changing your mindset and so who would have thought that time management and productivity as we said is self-worth but it's also mindset because if you don't think like this you're just going to give your time away to everything scrolling on social media getting involved in the drama whatsapp chats here and there phone calls what's going on with the neighbor what's going on with the news you know it's just like you've got a business to run you've got a life to live you've got dependents to to spend time with you've got family you've got relationships all these things and your attention can only go one way or another so it's all a choice and the biggest biggest thing is that we can talk about time management you can do the book you can do all the training but you'll never be able to buy back the past so when is the best time to start now because you know and Sadly, the late Steve Jobs was one of these examples. You will never be wealthy enough to buy back your life if you've got to that place. And we are all here for a limited period of time. And so this is like my near-death experience I had in 2012. It's like the reason why I see time in a totally different way now, having had to fight for a second chance to, to be here. Like time isn't just time. Time is life.
1: Oh, my goodness. Um, and I didn't realise you'd been through that, Abigail, so thank you for sharing. Um, I think there there have definitely been some things over the last couple of years that have hit home for us as a family as well that have made us question, like, why do we do this the way we do it and what do we need to change and where do we really want to be? And uh, I think that probably for a lot of people in our community. Also, you know what, like, people starting businesses now because they're like, actually that life I had wasn't right for me, it wasn't serving me and I, I wasn't really getting to where I want to be. Um, so I'm really excited for the future, that, for this profession as well, because it's changing a lot. We were at Accounting Web a couple of weeks ago, Accounting Web Live, and it was so amazing to have bookkeepers represented there, so many bookkeepers to be turning up and being like, yeah, I'm here, I matter as well, and I'm making a difference and I support small businesses and the industry is starting to see how important we are with supporting people and that is encouraging people to start their businesses because they're like well actually this does matter and maybe it would have been overlooked before so I can see things changing and I can see a Mm -hmm. drive to make things change because of circumstances and we've perhaps been accelerated 10 years probably because Mm -hmm. we've been forced to work from home and rethink a lot of things so that yeah hits me hard as well the habits stuff is hard though like the chain even like printing out your sheet like to start with that like doing the time audit stuff and um, the the changing the thought patterns I think we've I think you've really hit people with some good reasons why they need to consider where they're giving their time away mm-hmm. um but actually committing to that taking responsibility for owning your time it's it's really tough and how do you like I don't know I don't know how do you change those habits like how do you start to prioritize this because I think we can hear this today and be like yes yes and then tomorrow we're like I've got to go Christmas shopping and I've got to do this and then I need to help my neighbor and <laughs> you know get on the school whatsapp chat how do we rein ourselves yeah. in and yeah
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and just to say bookkeepers um, are essential for business owners when they're starting because one of the biggest worries is like have I managed my money? Have I done it right? I don't know how to do it. Like in a business, you're the subject matter expert. So you need um, people to support you in all the different areas that you don't have. So I I love what you ladies are doing. And I think it is huge, huge, huge. So big shout out to you. Um, So let's just talk about the 888 formula for a minute. And my entire job is to plant seeds. So people who listen to this will be like, oh, I remember there was some girl, what was her name? She was on about something. But let's sort of really cement this 888 formula because bottom line, it's the simplest way to divide your 24-hour day based on science and society. So science says that you need to be sleeping between seven to nine hours a day. So let's call that eight. And society says that you need to be working for eight hours. So then what's left is your life. Now, if you're a business owner, especially at the start, you'll work whatever you work and you will compromise your life and you will compromise your sleep, your rest. And that's absolutely fine. And sometimes at points in life, like when you have children and stuff like this, you know, you have to make sacrifices or whatever word you like, compromise, prioritise certain things. But the understanding is that we live in physical bodies that need to be rested, they need to be recharged, they need to be recalibrated, they need to be reset. Sleep is not something that you can just um, skip because there are incredible things going on in your body at nighttime, like filing things away, regenerating cells, all sorts of stuff. I talk about it a little bit in the book, um, uh, but if you're really, really interested in sleep, Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker is just, it will scare you into sleeping more. and so then when it comes to your work, this is where it's it comes down to how can I be more productive with the hours that I have? How can I maximise the time that I have? Because otherwise you have no life. And that's okay if you don't want a life. But at the time when I thought that it was the end of my life, the only thing I thought was, I've not lived it enough. I've not done enough things. I'd always in the back of my head said, Oh, I'll do it next year. Or when the when this gets older, when that gets done, when yada, 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 there was always an excuse. You can have your excuses or you can have your experiences. And the choice is yours. So my job is to make people to make people think, give them an alternative, give them sort of enough data to, to then carry on and like I say the book is like a a buffet table of different ideas and different concepts and things case studies with all sorts of different people about how they manage their time to give you proof and then it's up to you to decide and if after sort of this podcast you're like yeah 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 but cool like no one's holding a gun to your head but do understand that you reap what you sow and if you want carrots then you know you've got to sow carrots otherwise you might get potatoes so
1: amazing oh my goodness as someone who carries a pillow around the upstairs of my house at nighttime because i'm going from bedroom to bedroom to crying child <laughs> i uh i value my sleep highly and i'm pretty certain i'm nowhere near even seven hours but and um, yeah it's about like what do you choose to do and i think joe you're probably the same if there's something that we need to work on we uh work and sacrifice other things and Um, getting that balance right is so important isn't it deciding what you want to spend your time on
2: but you understand like it it is a short-term thing it's when you are doing it as a long-term thing and it's like 10 years of sort of constantly compromising 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 and then Mm -hmm. you know workaholism and that's absolutely fine but if the way to sort of cope with these things is like hitting the alcohol or hitting the food or hitting the you know binge binge box sets or whatever it's like your life is the result of the actions that you take and how you are spending your time and if you're happy with that life cool keep doing it if you're not in in the words of the immortal iced tea check yourself before you wreck yourself
0: <laughs> that has got to go on an instagram carousel that one oh it's brilliant um, <laughs> um i could thank you abigail i'm Apps, my, I'm sitting here kind of I'm actually thinking what's going through my head at the moment is like well, I don't think I do eight hours of sleep and I'm sure I do about eight hours but I thought I did less than eight hours of work where's the other hour I'm like literally trying to think where my days are going and I think that's a really kind of big realisation. and then I said okay I suppose I do like cook the dinner and sort that out but even so I'm like is there eight where's those eight hours gone what am I doing and just recognising the time that we do has that just kind of gets absorbed into other things and actually giving it its worth and recognising it that like yeah we only get so many of these 24-hour cycles um yeah and just oh yeah I've got so much to think about and the other thing I was thinking is Zoe and I wonder if this is something that where. We will work on more because we're trying to raise the the profile of the bookkeeper to be the same as the accountant. But we have accountants in this group as well as bookkeepers. But I, I in my head, think and believe that accountants see them their time as very much um worth the more or the same as their clients, whereas bookkeepers don't necessarily. And maybe that's something that we can really help shift. I know when I worked in the accounting firm, the guys that I was working with, the partners and stuff, definitely felt that they time was worth a lot you know whereas bookkeepers tend to see their clients time is worth a lot I'm just it's just it's just maybe that's, that's a personality
1: thing and like a mix of the kind of people in the group maybe <laughs> it's all
2: it's yeah we all I mean on. yeah it's a mind it's a mindset shift so there is this analogy and like it's a motivational quote that goes around where it says um when you think about the party um what do you bring to it Um, Um, what if you are the party there's that other one um you know get a chair at the table I am the table and it's not about arrogance but it's about knowing so if I was a bookkeeper I would really spend my time thinking how am I helping my client have more time what what are their their challenges, their problems, their pain points, what are they saying? Because when they come to you, I pretty much have a very strong feeling that they're either crying, they have no idea, it's all a mess, they might have a carrier bag full of receipts, um, and it's a little bit like drama, shame, can you help me? So that mm-hmm. is a big problem. Mm-hmm. So why would you then not feel like you are being a value, valuable asset? And it's it's only you that can see that you are you know supporting and I, I kind of hate this phrase where we're like helping people this is a business this is a profession you're being paid it's not help it's a transaction and yeah. you know it's part of the whole process so some of its language but to come back to what you said audit audit your time right. audit your time and suddenly you'll be like oh my goodness uh, one of the big things that comes up with mothers is like I don't know what to um what to do like I'm, I'm cooking the food I'm cleaning the stuff yada yada I'm like cook with your kids Get them in the kitchen and cook the dinner with them because you're giving them a skill set for the future Um, and fathers as well. Sorry. Um, You're not their servant. Like Uh teach them these skills, teach them how to do it. And then you can be like, oh, uh, did you enjoy that? And adapt it. And it becomes a family recipe. Like, why do we sort of think that we we need to to do it all for them? And it's like, you know, here's your thing. Here's the fridge. Here's the cupboard. What do you want to cook tonight?
1: love that oh what my two-year-old makes for dinner tonight (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah obviously there probably needs to be an age limit on
2: it but you know but no you're absolutely
1: right I know when you're getting to do two things at the same time it's just that brings you back the time doesn't it and thank you Abigail we have learned so much I think I don't think the conversation we had is what anyone will have expected us to talk about today and I love that it's so powerful i've written so many quotes like normally i'm like what can what can we quote from the podcast let's share a little insight i've got about 10 (laughs) so um (laughs) thank you it's been incredible um abigail do you want to tell people remind people about the name of your book and how they can find out more about what you do
2: Yes, so I have absolutely no doubt this is all going to be in the show notes. So this is the first thing people don't panic. So the book is called Time Management for Entrepreneurs and Professionals, and it's teaching you how to turn your time into productivity. It is available on our website currently, successbydesigntraining.com. And it's going to Amazon in the new year. I hang out on Instagram at Barnes Author. I'm also on Clubhouse um, and LinkedIn. But as I said, I've no doubt that these ladies are going to have all the details in the show notes. But it has been my pleasure. Thank you so so much um and if anyone has any questions or wants to reach out to me you're so so welcome and also if you don't agree with anything i've said reach out because you know conversation creates elevation so
1: Oh, that's fantastic.
2: Thank you so much.
1: And for anyone who hasn't joined us in the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, come and join us on Facebook. It's our free community. We've got nearly four thousand bookkeepers and accountants in that group now. And also register for Bookkeepers Bootcamp, which starts on the third of January. You can register at sixfigurebookkeeper.com bootcamp and we will see you next week for another podcast. Will we? It's Christmas week. We might be back next week for another podcast. <laughs> we'll see you in the new year take care bye. Bye.
0: bye don't forget to join us every week on the bookkeepers podcast the top of bookkeeping chat why not join our free facebook group the six figure bookkeepers club or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com